What's up, everyone? Yo, welcome back to the episode. Welcome back to the show, I should say. Forget the episode, because obviously you can't be back to an episode because it didn't happen already. I guess. So. I don't know. Anyway, welcome back. And first and foremost, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone supporting um, last week's episode and uh, the last few. It's been numbers really good and good. Support has been really been strong. I appreciate that a lot. Um, today, we have a really, really great guest, man. Um, he's a great director. He's my man, Claude. He's a great director. He's done a few films. He's been on a few places, man. We're going to get into that today. Um, I quickly want to say to everyone, man, be safe. You know, it's holiday season. Things are crazy, I know. But, you know, before you think about gifts and before you think about all the other stuff that's going on, um, you know, family and everything, just uh, think about, you know, um, just appreciating the moments that you have with your family. You know, we're all worried about paying for gifts and having money for holiday parties and going to do this and going to do that. But, um, you know, don't feel, don't lose yourself and forget about what the holiday season is about, man. You know, it's about your family and your friends and stuff like that. You know, I just wanted to give that quick message out there because I've seen a lot of people just spinning, 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 man. You know, it's more important than just giving, giving gifts and everything else is um, the time that you spend with your family and just sitting there talking and sharing that time. You know, trust me, if you have grandparents or older relatives, they they value that time that you spend with them more than they value anything else that you can ever give them because they've already experienced in life. But the time that they spend with their grandchildren and you know, mom and dad, even if they get to spend time with their children, is really important to them. So I just want to deliver that quick message to you that it's really important that, you know, you spend time with your family and things of that nature this holiday season. So just want to give that. But otherwise, we really got a great guest, man. He's going to be talking about a lot. He's He's got a lot to say. And on top of that, he just got a really interesting story, man, and a great interview, I thought. Now, it's going to be a little loud because we were in a Panera Bread, but we got through it. It was great good. Other than that, man, I want to say thank you to everybody again, and you guys enjoy the show, all right? Peace. Yo, what's going on, everybody, man? Welcome back to the Brian Johnson Show. We are here today, and I'm with my man, Claude Martin, and this is he's, his name in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Is 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 quiz, is how do you say it again? Is that quiz, quiz, quiz flicks? Quiz flicks. Yeah. Yes. Now, this brother, um, I've known you for a while. Let's put that. Put it mildly. This is the way I've known this brother for a long time. Same here. And this man is—he's consistently who he is. This man is—I've—I've I've seen him making moves. I've seen him stay consistent. I've seen him overcome. You know what I mean? All from a distance. You know what I mean? Um, and one thing I respect about him is you never know, but somehow, some way, this man is always doing business and always making something happen. And I respect that. And I wanted him to have him on a podcast. He was on the original list. There was a list for everybody who knows, but I've always seen him. He's always been supportive. He's never, never, never been a guy who shits on people. That's something I can tell. And he's been a guy who does his business and he stayed loyal to his homies. And in this day and age, a lot of people are not like that. And so, I welcome to the show, man. Tell me a little bit about yourself, man. How can I, how can I break this down, man? man? Brian, I didn't know you was peeping <laughs> me like that, man. That's, you know, I see that's, everything, that's, that's man. That's flattering, man. I appreciate you <laughs> yeah. for having me on the show and everything. Yes, brother. Um, everything's blessed, man. You know, um, 
the greatest thing right now and motivator for me right now is my daughter. Mm, he's Aria. a father too, yeah. Yeah, she's 10 months, started walking, and <laughs> she's just, you know, just blowing my mind every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. That's good, brother. Yeah. That's good, brother. You seem a lot settled. As in the last time I saw you, you were jumping around a <laughs> too long ago. You were hyped, man. Hyped, 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 man. Yeah. You've been in, you have a very interesting journey, man. You've been a lot of places and hung out in a lot of places and been and, and seen a few things in life. Um, how did you get started in video work? Um, okay, so it all started in Teaneck. Yes. Um, the home base. Just being bored, you know, in the summer, <laughs> kicking it with the homies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my mom had a camcorder. Mm-hmm. Picked it up, started running around, doing little stupid skits. Everything that they're doing right now on Instagram and uh-huh. Snapchat and all this stuff, I was doing it. And if we would had it in high, high school, a different life. middle school, we'd be billionaires <laughs> right now. Because yeah. I look at these kids and I'm like, that's funny, but <laughs> it's not real. Like, something's missing. Like I, It doesn't seem that organic, right? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've yeah. been there and done that. Yeah. But, um trying to find the energy now to actually get into that wave again kind of kind of shut social media off sometimes and just try to get back into that creative mode as a, as a creative social media is a double-edged sword sometimes it can inspire you and sometimes it can hamper you so much Word. how did you feel about what you see with the new influencers when you first started seeing the influencers pop up did you be like yo what the fuck like hold on this is really making money now yeah that was pretty much <laughs> where did you start seeing the most impact did you see it on youtube first or did you see it on like instagram and facebook and stuff i, I guess youtube was really mm-hmm. blowing people up mm-hmm. um you know youtube yeah and then you know First, MySpace actually. Yeah, MySpace. taking it. You taking it way there. Yeah, yeah man. That's, that's when the way MySpace started. and Tumblr life. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, those um, mm-hmm. those those social platforms there. People took advantage of the time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, I'm doing what I'm thinking is going to work, but actually, yeah. that was the uh, the highway to success. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it is what it is. In in, in the business. How would you categorize yourself? Did you categorize yourself first as a videographer or just a guy who was just doing video work? Um, hmm. You know what? I asked myself this recently because mm-hmm. um, I had to really do some soul searching. Yes. Like, what am I? Where did, where did, where did, where did this originate? Like, as where, a creative, that's as, difficult. As far as yeah, yeah. being creative, you know. Um, and I have to say writing. Writing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a writer first. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I always had a big imagination. Right. And I was able to draw mm-hmm. um, everything that was in my mind, which translated into to video. Right, right. So once I learned how to... So you call yourself more of a director than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Right, yeah. director, yeah. Did you... Visual, visionary. Did, so you went to... You, did you do any video work while you were in high school that kind of, like, really latched on high to? High school was boring as fuck. <laughs> um, excuse my language. I love it. I, I love it. Put the beep on there. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, this is a raw podcast, bro. But uh, when I got introduced to TV production class, mm-hmm. uh, things started to, to look up for me. Good. And, you know, That's I really dope. didn't see a future past mm-hmm. high school. I was going to go to, you know, no mm-hmm. offense to anybody, I was going to go to community college. Yeah. You know, with the homies. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, figure it out. But uh, <laughs> Stay down with the homies. Right. Man. TV class kind of, you, yeah. you know, it opened my eyes and I started doing better in school so that mm-hmm. I could you know, get into a good college. Mm, production work kind of sparked you right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Production work is never, it's never an easy thing to just jump into because you started as a PA, am I correct? Um, a PA? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, interning mm-hmm. in college, yeah, you, you start out. I, I was production assistant on sets with Kanye West and mm-hmm. and also Car- Carl, um, 
Carl Ledgerfield was his name? Carl Ledgerfield. Yeah. Yeah. I, everybody just, you know, running around and, mm-hmm. you know, putting up lights and gels and all <laughs> sorts of stuff. When did the, when did the, so you went to college. Did you, did you even go to college at this point or did you just jump right into it? Um, no, I, I went to college mm-hmm. and uh, met a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. started networking with a lot of people. Um, a lot of people from my college mm-hmm. are really doing big things right now. Our generation was just like... Yeah. The next wave Lit. to just really take over things. Mm-hmm. I kind of um, skipped out of Jersey at the time because I wanted to get my life started. Met a girl uh. in college, and I'm like, <laughs> things aren't moving fast enough. Let's Sounds to, very typical, right there. Yeah. What school? Where'd you go? I went to you? Five Towns College. Five Towns College. Where's that in, uh, at? Long Island, Dix Hills. What was it like? The tra- what was that transition like from coming from here to Long Island? It was great. I always had a plan, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the back of my mind on how to. You know, level up. Okay. And once okay. I got there, I started a film club and nice. uh, became, you know, one of the most, you know, prominent people on campus, just doing my thing. How did that feel for you, as self-conscious as a man, for like your for your for your self-confidence as a man, I should say, to see some achievement early in life like that? It was great. It just felt unstoppable, really. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. unstoppable. And then I just took a right turn. Like I said, I moved to Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. got a job at Fox Affiliate right. uh, News Station to get some experience. And, That's interesting. Uh, Fox Affiliate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was working in the news for about five years. What uh, did you see while you were there? Um, actually met a lot of people in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, but it left a bad taste in my mouth because I was the lead editor at the station. Mm. And I, I ended up training... Um, Caucasian dude that I thought was my friend that was at the lowest spot in the station. He ended up being my manager within a year. What? Yeah. Yeah. Trying buddy. to write me up and all that. I was yeah. like, you know what? Trying to go back home. That's nuts. Yeah. The business is a very strange name because it plays favors. Yeah. Whether you're from your skin tone to your ethnic background, every every place has its favorites and stuff like that. But in the mm-hmm. in in the business of of journalism and anything like that. People like who they like, and they want right. they're gonna see their own people and where they want to see their own people. Man. Absolutely. Did you ever, after you came back? So that's five years. What time? What time frame was that around? It was like what? Oh five. Oh seven. Oh seven. To twenty thirteen. So that was that was a hell of a time to be out there, man. Yeah, I honestly lived the life of a rock star out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, moved. Uh, my, my cousin out there, we mm-hmm. ended up getting to some uh, club promotion and stuff like that. And I was going to ask you about really that. Wild. How did you get into that? Yeah. Um, you know, the scene out there was really dry. Okay. And they didn't really know how to do things that we <laughs> yeah. are used to out here in Jersey and New York and so all that. brought the fire. Man, we just, it was lit every day of the week. I was like... <laughs> losing losing myself out there, honestly. Were you doing any 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 independent film work while you were out there? Yes, okay. actually, that's that's a, you know I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. one of the films that I wrote while I was out there yeah. was based on the life while I was out there, uh-huh. and I started shooting it out there, okay. and um, I just something wouldn't let me finish it. Mm. It was huge. I had it in the newspapers, huge casting call, everything. I great, you know, um, production team, everything. Right, but. I only shot half of the film and then I stopped um, because things just started getting crazy. Right. And um, I'm, I'm revisiting it now. Okay. And okay. I was, I was kind of just wondering if I should leave it in that time frame uh-huh. or do it now. But I don't really see a lot of movies covering that gap, 2000, the early uh, 2000 and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm going to keep it right there. Right. And I'm going to revisit it and uh-huh. push it for, um, you know, a budget and everything like that, which I'm in talks with the... Uh, 
some major you know network heads right now with I love it, man. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it, though. Yeah. Because you, you take... It might not have worked at that moment, but it can always work. You just got to find that timing when it does. Absolutely. Did you... Because I, I see you see people like Jonah Hill. He just did a whole movie about the 90s. Mm. And he did a whole movie. It was a skateboard movie. Right. And he was like... You know, the kid was like basically a wigger at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And he just became like a guy who like... He just wanted to talk about hip-hop and finding hip-hop. And how hip-hop changed his life at that time. I always think it's dope that people can take their life experiences and put them in the film. It's not an easy task. No. You know? I remember trying to write a bunch of times, trying to write movies, trying to write down stories and stuff yeah. like that. It is a special talent to be able to do that and still have the ability to make that from here, when I'm talking from my head, onto a piece of paper, onto right. a screen. Yeah, It takes a lot of time and a lot of talent. Can you speak to how... how What's your creative process like when that happens? Honestly, um, when I have an idea, mm-hmm. I just get a notebook and fill it up. Mm. And then I worry about... You do it handwritten. That's ill. Yeah. And then, you know, I worry about um, the, um, you know, how it's supposed to look after. Right. The right. standard look and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then I, you know, transfer it like that. Do you ever find yourself having creative blocks? You, you, you like, one of those people like, oh, my God, yo, yeah. bro, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get this out of my head, bro. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. That's that's like, it just sets me back, mm-hmm. and you know causes a lot of um, procrastination. Do you ever? Are you a person who wants to go and chief, take some time out and chief, or are you a type of person who wants to go have solitude when you're in a creative space? I I set a mood. I mm-hmm. set I set a vibe. Um, mm-hmm. Like okay, so this film. Um, is a romantic comedy mm-hmm. that, I, that I'm writing, mm-hmm. and it's like based in the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. I listen to music regularly around that time. Okay, and you know I uh, get a glass of whiskey. You know what I'm saying? I might, you know, smoke a little something. My man, and get in the get in the zone, and then you know it starts flowing. And yes, I'm cracking myself up writing, and it's like, yo, this is good. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> I'm just feeling myself. Yeah. Do you so, ever? And when you're in that zone, are you, are you, can you be around people or you need to be isolated? You need to isolate yourself. Isolation. Isolation. And, you know, um, it's hard now with a 10-month. Yeah. I'm about to ask you how that you goes. Know, you got a 10-month and you got your lady and the baby and right. everything. And that's like, they always need attention. They always need attention. Right. And it's always, it's never easy. I don't have any kids, but I understand having a woman around. Sometimes I'll call out and not tell her that I did and just sit home and write. You yeah. Know? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, surprise. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. All right. Do your so, thing. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, do you ever think while you were down in PA that you needed to go to Cali or go to Atlanta at any point? Did you ever feel like you needed to go to a different place besides just the New York area while you were out there? Because you were probably moving around there, but when you probably were on your way, like, I'm out. Did you ever think, okay, it's time to skip town, maybe go to Atlanta, maybe go to L.A.? Did you ever feel Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. Um, actually, my plan was out of high school to go to Cali. Okay. But then I got, you know, sidetracked to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. When I'm leaving Pennsylvania, I'm like, I'm going to do Jersey for five years. Right. And then I'm going to go to Atlanta if that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely just trying. I actually have um, some friends that I taught a few things that are really doing big things in Atlanta right now mm-hmm. as we speak, working with everybody in the industry. And I'm just like... Your mentees, in other words. Yeah. You mentored these dudes and now they're doing their thing. And they're probably like, so yo, proud. fam. You gotta come down here. Come down, yeah. yeah. That's the old, that's the rap, man. Yeah. Do you ever feel that urge 
that is so strong that you just want to run out the building and head head down there and pick up your family and go. It was going to happen before my daughter showed up. Okay. So that was kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. God telling me to just wait, be patient. Yeah. I did say I was giving myself five years and I miscalculated. Mm-hmm. It was actually four years that I, I was, was, was trying to break out. So yeah. this is actually the fifth year right here ending. So... Um, during this year, like I said, I got some really great news about this script, so ah. it's up to me to finish it, present it, mm-hmm. and you know we'll see what happens after that. That's dope, bro. Yeah. That's dope. It takes balls. Mm-hmm. It takes real balls to admit to the fact that, yo, I got to wait. Yeah. I got to chill. Because when you're in that situation, you don't necessarily, nothing's guaranteed. Right. You don't know. I don't know. Nobody on this planet knows when it's gonna make, when it's going to happen. It just happens when it's supposed to happen. Right. Did you... So you had that time while you were in PA and you started doing the party work. You, would you come home and tell your boys, like, yo, y'all got to come out to PA and come come out here? This is a different world out here, yeah, man. They did. And you were playing a recruiter at that time. They, um, How was the homies at that point? <laughs> when they came out, they had a great time. They like that. And they saw <laughs> what we were doing out there, and they're just, they were in disbelief. Like, uh, you know, we were just, we yeah. just ran everything. That's good. We even... Um, started managing um, artists nice and we actually made it to um, a record label signing mm. um, what, was what was the record company now oh, man. <laughs> we, we, we backtracking at a whole bunch of things like I ain't thought about this shit in years yeah man <laughs> but uh, they uh, they were actually dudes from the streets so they okay. got caught up and that kind of was the end of that uh, the so, life yeah the life how did you avoid that life I think that happened for a reason because I probably wouldn't be here right now if I didn't. Because <laughs> you happen. started in the party scene, that that party scene in that area, it that, that once you get into that party scene, it kind of pulls you into that nightlife, and that nightlife can get a little crazy. Yeah. How did you find yourself balancing that nightlife stuff, and also trying to because you were working at that point, for that for the Fox affiliate, right? Yeah. And you're working that, and you're doing your independent thing. How did you juggle that? Because you're in a... That's a hell of a zone. I had a lot of energy. I was ready for anything. Like I said, I felt unstoppable. Mm. Anywhere I go, I could make it happen. I felt like... Chest all the way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I did it in high school. I did it in, cu- in high school. I had... I was on uh, the public access channel, mm-hmm. you know, doing little stuff with Dre. Yeah. And uh, we would go to the mall and people would see us like, oh, those those guys from TV. You know what I'm saying? And, Early fame as a mother. <laughs> and, and after I felt that little high right there, yeah. I just took it and ran. I did the same thing in college. Got on TV out in mm. New York. People saw, you know, the uh, movies that we put out, and mm. it just felt good. I just felt and stopped like I was on my way. Right, right, right. And I felt like if I didn't leave, like it, mm. you know, I I would be probably at a different point right now out here because mm. all that energy that I had mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania, I, not that I used it up, but mm-hmm. it was really you were invested. using it a lot. Do you ever okay. think that you could have been in that creative? Could you think you could have been that creative in in this in this environment, New York, New Jersey environment? Oh yeah, like I said, I went to school. A lot of people that mm-hmm. you know had that same um, energy as me, and right. we were running, and I right. just kind of like bounced on them. Yeah, and shit, you, know, yeah. you did bounce. Yeah, that's right. You, so. uh, how did you feel? Did people did people pull back on you and say, "Yo, why did you leave? You should have well, been here." They didn't say that, but when I came back, I felt that. Ah, uh, uh, okay, that okay. Vibe. Okay. Like, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> why are you here, bro? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick up where we left off, but uh, they ain't trying to know, hear that shit right off the bat at all. Because they, because people feel like sometimes creatives get very attached, mm-hmm. and they want you to be there. And if you're not there, they feel like you abandoned them. Exactly. Did you, did you ever come across that in your own path that you felt like somebody who you were working close with kind of abandoned you on a level? Um. Yeah, I mean. When I first came back, I wanted to work on this film called Devil's Triangle. Okay. Which I had a really good um, script for and everything. Right. And, you know, everything was going great, man. We had a, a, an awesome uh, casting call and casted the full thing out. Everything was going well. Yeah. And, you know, the dude that I was going to be working with, um, mm-hmm. he had all the equipment yeah. and everything. I just had, you know, the vision. Mm-hmm. And we were, we, were, we were moving. Right. And then the first day of shooting, he didn't show up. Oh, and I haven't heard from him. I didn't hear from him at all for like I don't know. That sucks, man. Like for like a couple years after that. A couple years. And didn't even mention the fact that he just didn't show up or anything. <laughs> Yo, you just said years, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say like six months, not years. God damn. But that that stung because yeah. he was also one of my like men, you know. Mentors. Men, like mentees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was a mentee. Okay. Yeah, and um, now I understand that he probably felt like I abandoned him. Mm. But um, I, I really don't know what it was, but that hurt like crazy. Yeah. I kind of had to go out and, you know, just buy my own equipment, like, uh-huh. and, and everything like that. And I shot the film anyway. Right. And it came out amazing and uh-huh. got a really good following and everything like that. Right. And he saw all that because, you know, <laughs> I didn't unfollow him from social media or anything like that. Right, I just right. kept it pushing. Yeah. And, you know, you know, recently he hit me about... I wish you guys could see his face right now. Yo. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> um, I've, I've really learned to, you know... Just it was for, a lesson learned. Forgive, forgive man. Yeah. Forgive people and just, you know, people are going to mm-hmm. be people. This is the calmest I've ever seen you. The calmest? The calmest I've ever seen you. Because usually, let me tell you something. Every time I meet this boy... <laughs> This boy is the room. You guys don't understand. <laughs> he come in there. He's the room. He's yeah, the man. room. He's the room. It's in my DNA. My father loves to party, man. He, yeah. he always like had to turn tables out growing mm-hmm. up. So mm-hmm. um, I always you know, want people to feel that same type of energy. How was the relationship with your family, seeing you go out to pee and everything else? How was that relationship with your family? Um... Because that all impacts. When you're creative, whatever goes on with your family impacts you no matter what you try to do. I got married out there. Yeah. Too. So I, mm-hmm. I married the chick that I met in college. We moved mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And um, at first it was good, but things started changing uh, with her specifically. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sparked me to change right. as well. Um, I'm a Capricorn. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just I just have a certain way about, you know, the way I carry myself. and you know, Very regimented at a certain level. Right. Yes. So, like, when things start to veer off, I'm like, oh, is that the direction we're going in? Okay, well, I'm going to continue on the things that are bubbling back here. <laughs> I'm going to put those into, you know, the, the, the forefront. Do so. you ever find it tr- hard to shut that down? Yo, because I'm telling you right now, bro, I can really, I can't shut shit down for shit some days. I, my mind goes and I barely get any sleep sometimes because I'm thinking so much about so many things. Yeah. It's rough. Did that play a role, that inability to shut down the creativeness with, with your wife at that time? Okay, so my wife was also creative mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in the film video. Okay, so major, you guys had a lot like of... Just like me. So, yeah. but, but that faded out for her. She 
lost her passion. Mm. Lost, you know. And I was like, you're not the same person. She mm-hmm. started getting other things. Like, she didn't have to work or do anything. She just had to, like, <laughs> you know, stay home and help run the business, which yeah, yeah. was, you know, we were shooting wedding videos and getting money and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Everything just, she just wanted to, like. That's real business right there. Wedding business is real business. <laughs> you can get sued real business. Right. We had it all <laughs> planned out. You yeah. know, we were doing really well. Yeah. And she just wanted to, like, uh, adopt dogs all of a sudden. Oh, she yeah. wanted to have, like, a chihuahua farm or something like that. How old were you guys at this time? Uh, 25. So there's no midlife crisis happening here. So, yeah, man. I guess she suffered from some sort of depression. Um, I didn't understand depression at the time, and mm. I was getting real frustrated with her. I understand. And I was like, okay, we need some time apart. Well, actually, she said that because mm-hmm. I was 29 at the time where everything started right. unraveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I want to go to Paris. I want to do this. I want to travel. Right, right, Set right. it up. You know? Okay. I'm at work. Set it up. Let's mm-hmm. go. She wouldn't set it up. So I was like, all right. Spoke to my cousin, like, I want to go to Paris before I'm 30. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Eiffel Tower. I want to get around. Yeah. And um, he's like, let's go. Well, okay. On that so flight. We was out. When I came back, I had a four-page letter waiting for me talking about, you know, this, that, and a third. And I'm like, look. Woo. Okay. That is... How was that seeing that? That must, have been, that must have been a crazy experience to your gut right there, man. Like, it was real. That's real. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you probably... One day, it'll... It, it, it'll... It'll be something you'll look at and you'll be able to tell people on a level, but that's a lot right there, man. A lot, a lot unraveled that I'm not going to share right now. No, 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 other than that, but no, just the fact I, that you found a letter is enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, um, it was, it was a it wake was up call. Yeah, it was, it was a wake up call. It was mm-hmm. wake up call. You know, things got worse before they got better. Okay, but um, we, you know, I can call her up today. That's good. You know. I'm glad you guys are able to speak at least. That's that's a lot of people are not on speaking terms with their exes, Word. especially not somebody they were married to. Word. Now, you you go you come back home, you're working, you come into the, you were working into this. What kind of video work were you doing when you first got back? Well, everything that I went through in Pennsylvania, Devil's Triangle, mm-hmm. I kind of formulated a story around the relationship that I have with my ex-wife. So I actually wasn't working. I actually took a year off and just collected from oh okay the government. Uh-huh. And I put all the funds that I collected into the film. Smart. So, um, yeah, that's what, that's what I did. <laughs> and it, it was great time to just take some time for myself and get mm-hmm. back in my creative zone. Right. Create a plan, figure right. out, you know. Yeah, to recalculate, reset, as they say. Mm-hmm. Reset. It, yeah, when you got, when this, it's, I had a difficult time, um, I had a difficult time dealing with the fact that my, uh, my company went belly up, Circle of Success. It was a bad deal for me. And it was because of my own inexperience, my own inability to listen, my own inability to take knowledge and really expand upon it. And the fact that I knew I was so in a place where I'm always desperate, not trying to take care of my business the right way. It is never easy to reset because you will do a lot of self-evaluation. I'm just never, and it's never a time where it's all done. You're always figuring out, resetting and setting up. How did you, so now you're in this place, you're, you come home, you you collected you 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 shot a film. How did you now? How did the relationships that you had had lost being in PA came home? How did you start mending those kind of relationships? Did you start like reaching out to people that you didn't talk to in a while? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my the home team had like a Thursday night. They would always go out and mm-hmm. you know just to keep the you know the bond going right and and you know that's when i'd like run into you sometimes yeah yeah. you know out in the streets yeah. and stuff like that and different it's people. important to have that shit man you know what i mean <laughs> and it actually you know got me reacclimated with the community and everything like that you know i ran into you know 
mm-hmm. a lot of DJs and people that are doing stuff out here. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me let me whip out my camera, see what I could do. So I started shooting stuff and hell yeah, and and being that guy in the town that you know could promote a party, mm-hmm. you know, based on you know the recap visuals. So your name and your credit, your 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 credit in the streets still was good. It's always been good. Thank you. Know? You, you know I, what I mean? I appreciate that. You man. know what I mean? I never heard and I no never heard anybody say anything shitty about you, bro. Thanks. Real shit. Um. It's different when you come home to where we come from because those bonds are long and they don't they don't necessarily they don't they don't break easily. Them shits are like they're they're, they're solid. Life. Yeah, they're, yeah, like they're for one, life. Yeah. People say, "Oh, you go to college and you know, you make your real friends." I'm like, "No, homie. You <laughs> you go to high school yeah. and you make your real friends where we come from. Yeah. Those are those are the homies going to be there through thick and thin. Trust and believe word, that. Word. If you were a good person, if you're a shit person, you take your ass out of here. We don't word. need you around." But um, you find that out quick. Too. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. Yes, you do. How did you see social media impacting your, the kind of business that you had been in and now we're going into? For me, it's like you know, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be on TV. Right. You know, once you get on TV, that's when you know, mm-hmm. after all doors open up after that. So social right. media, it's kind of slowly taking the place of TV. Yes. So. I had to get my stuff on social media. Yeah. You know, you could actually track the views and, mm-hmm. you know, get feedback the, and all that. What was directly. the first social media site that you really, like, you latched onto immediately? Was it Facebook? Was it YouTube? It was MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Well, MySpace. after MySpace, I after should. After MySpace. Because then the, the system had changed. The equal, the equal system had really changed. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube, yeah. As a filmmaker and as someone who's a video what was the... Is YouTube a, YouTube is a blessing for you and a curse? Or it is. Because, it? It um, I mean, it gives you independency. You don't need a... F- you can film something and put it on YouTube. Your releasability is a lot easier. But n- back then, it was... YouTube was very... Uh, for some who don't to understand, YouTube wasn't the biggest thing back then. It was... Facebook was way bigger. Right. <clears throat> YouTube has now become a, a thing now, but it, back then it was different, wasn't right. it, for you it, guys? It was different. It mm-hmm. was different, but still, it was something that I could um, display my work, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it's based on videos. Right, So right. Facebook, I don't know if they really had videos like that starting out and stuff. Yeah. It was kind of like Twitter right. a little bit, so. God, I remember Twitter was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Twitter was like... It was like Twitter was where you put all your thoughts, mm-hmm. Facebook you put your rants, and and Instagram was where you post what you're doing. And mm-hmm. it was like it's just so much. Like yeah. it started blowing my mind. YouTube, YouTube is 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 now become the thing to watch. Like I don't watch regular TV anymore. Right. I watch YouTube and whatever I want to watch on demand or mm-hmm. whatever at that time. I don't really care to watch regular TV. I don't want them trying to impose on me their thoughts and process. Right. I don't even watch the news like that. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you feel about YouTube. And as a, as a person who's a film director, as a filmmaker, what's your opinions on YouTube? YouTube is a great outlet. Um, mm-hmm. You can learn a lot from it. People don't even have to go to school anymore to learn, you know, mm-hmm. creative stuff. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just it's a great outlet to, you know, uh, search things, like I said, that you don't know about. You know, you could see what people are doing. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the world, you know, mm-hmm. now they have you know live streaming and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. 
YouTube is great, man. How does it affect you? You could get paid from YouTube. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, we see. There's nothing you can't do on YouTube. Right. Did you ever, how do you think YouTube fits in your immediates as of right now? I use it to, you know, um, like I just did Billy Jones' dad's. Yes. Shout out to Billy Jones. Um, 60th surprise birthday bash. Yeah. And... Back in the day, I'd have to make a DVD and give them the DVD and all that. Mm-hmm. Now I just, you know, upload it to YouTube and give them a link. And go and keep it moving. Yeah, so. Have you ever started, like, really, like, thought about, like, going on and just building, a, your, uh, like, a, a channel channel? Like, a channel all about what you do and everything else? That's the thing. I have a channel. I haven't really cracked a code on how to become viral. I do have a, I did, I, I, when I was doing a Fetty Wap concert, mm-hmm. you know, um, that that's probably had the most views um, mm. of anything that I that I did. That's when he was in his prime. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really haven't cracked the code on how to create content that'll pick up a lot of views. And I I know in the back of my mind I I know what to do, mm. which is what these kids are doing nowadays, running around and being silly and stuff <laughs> like that. But I just have not. I did one silly video. Yeah. Um, with uh, with with my brother-in-law Tariq Lowe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing one of the Migos, and he was um, being interviewed <laughs> by the guy from um, Vice. Oh, wow. Uh, Dr. Um, the Therapist. Yes. And um, we got a lot of good feedback from that. That was that was fun to do. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I got a lot of calls and a lot of inboxes like, Claude, that's you. That's what you, that's what you do. Like, we need to see more of that. I'm like, How did you right, feel man. about that here? Did you feel about it in your gut? How did I, you feel about I, it in your I gut? I felt it in my gut, man. Mm-hmm. I got calls from people that I went to, you know, college with. Like, they, you know, that's face, the Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> Will? What is Will doing calling me right now? He's like, yo, keep doing that. I'm like. <laughs> See oh, that's okay. that's love right there. That's what I'm talking about right yeah, there, man. man. Yeah. So when you when you look at stuff like that and you look at the ecosystem of of videography mm-hmm. and how it's changed so much. How do you feel about the equipment? How do you feel about the the landscape of it all as of right now, you know? How do you feel about that? It's crazy because like mm-hmm. I have a little brother. Right. Um he's way bigger than me. <laughs> But um, he, like, got in the video. He was a DJ, you mm-hmm. know, like my, like my father and everything. But right. he got in the video, and he took it, like, to, he has all this equipment that I, that I don't have. Like, he's, <laughs> he stays up with the times of all the equipment. Like, yeah. he's got drones and all sorts of stuff. And I'm Dr- just like. Drones is crazy to me, man. When did this happen, bro? <laughs> like, did, I, you I have to I watch have, Casey Neistat to keep up, bro. I'm telling you. Know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, yo, did, is, I didn't know I had that because he's so quiet. He doesn't really say anything. Only yeah. recently he called me. He was like, bro, you are the GOAT. You're the GOAT, man. I'm like, wow. I, I You know. Your brother just kicked you in the butt and told you the truth, man, nigga. Like, but, what's up? You know, <laughs> and we, we, you know we, won't, we don't really, we haven't been talking like that mm-hmm. um, because I, he was a DJ, right? Well, he yeah. is a DJ. Yeah. And I made a video for one of my DJ friends from college. <laughs> and he was like, how can you never do that for me? And then he just went off what? ranting. And I was like, you know what, bro? He's your little brother, right? Back in the day. What's I was the age difference? <laughs> It's the age difference. He's like 30 now? Yeah. Like six years difference. Yeah. But, That's um, how it goes. As closer you guys are, the more they're going to be like, you didn't do that for me. Right. So <laughs> we didn't talk for a while. And yeah. then like recently he called me. We, we were on the phone for like two hours and, mm-hmm. and and some change. And, you know, he was like, yo, you are the GOAT. I'm like, where did this come from? Like, this is how you feel? Yeah. That, you know, it made me feel really good. And to see that he's picking up, you know, mm-hmm. everything because 
he was around when I was running around with the cameras and stuff. Right, too. right. So to see him pick up where I where I left off is great. And he's right. just taking it to a whole nother level with all the equipment he has. And now he's an asset to you because now you can use your now you and your brother can connect and work together. Absolutely. That's a major thing. Do you ever feel like um did you ever feel dated in this in this business? I know I felt dated. I'm thirty eight years old, so I, I sometimes feel like I'm the old man trying to get off my lawn sometimes with these kids and some of the stuff that people are trying to sign artists and stuff like that. I'm like, what? What is this shit? Yeah. I, you know <laughs> what? I used to think like that, but mm -hmm. then again, I'm like, every day is a blessing. And I see people of all ages doing their thing. Yeah. And yeah. I just, you know, it's a gift and a curse. You know, Big time. Like, Damn. It's like, I could do that. I know how to do that. Right. Just got to do it. Yes. Got to go out and just freaking do it. When you get there, it's a whole other thing. Like, for me, like... Who's, I'm like 37 years old learning photography. Mm -hmm. I'm 38, but I mean, learning it, like, come on, man. You're an old man trying to learn this business. That's you just do, a number, bro. We look the same as high school, except we got some facial hair. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't lying, bro. So I try to tell people all the time, like, age is really just a number. It's about your commitment to what you want to do. Exactly. And in this business now, you, how do you feel about people now being fixated on their phones and that's where they're consuming a lot of media and you're consuming a lot of your videos on phones is that ever considered do you ever consider that in the way that you shoot or the way that you do things yeah um because the know, phones are getting better they're you getting know. better you know mm -hmm. um you gotta manipulate the video sometime to, to fit on your phone in certain formats so that you yeah. know people don't have to turn their phones so that yeah. they can see your videos and stuff mm -hmm. like that instagram is already setting the the, the wave for that with um, IGTV, the format is like you don't have to turn your phone. You just, you know, keep your phone in your hand the same. You know, like if you're making a phone call or something like that, the videos are like, you know, dimensions are yeah. for your phone. Right, right. It's like a poster or, you yeah. know, dimension or something like that. So now, like, I have to think about that when I'm editing. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I edit <laughs> phone dimensions? That's crazy. And fit that, everything in the picture. Do you think it'll be a wave as big as YouTube? What? The IGTV. Yeah. Okay. Simply because of the access, mm -hmm. the ability that it's right there, and you, everyone's already checking your, all your pictures. Why not check the videos? Because right. all the stories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Has that? Does that change your workflow? I mean, you already talked about how you got to figure out a way to edit it. Does it change your workflow and how you shoot? Like, you got to angle the camera a certain way kind of thing? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. I never even thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. I guess I was wondering behind times. Like I told you earlier off mic, I was really fixated on me. I'm a photographer first and everything, you know. Yeah. I listen to Jared Poland. He's a um, he's a guy. He's on YouTube. He's a big, big dude about cameras and everything. He's like, if you're gonna be a photographer, don't resist video. You don't have to make it a thing, but don't resist it. And I was like, it's not my thing, <laughs> man. But all right, I got a little skill in it. I'll just do it and I'll learn it. That's how I feel about photography. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing that it, once you got something you committed to, it's like this is what I perfected. This is what I'll try, but this mm -hmm. is what I perfected. Right. Um, who do you who do who are some of the directors that have influenced your life? Besides Spike Lee, probably. I'm gonna say, um, you know, Spielberg, mm. um, Wachowski brothers. Okay. Um, You know, uh, John Singleton. Nice. Um, nice. I have a bunch. <laughs> Who was? What was the last film you watched and you were like, "Damn, this is good. This is really cinematography-wise, everything here. This is fucking good." That's a good question, man. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm just, my mind is oversaturated with videos and movies and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'll throw uh, a couple out there. Black Panther. Um, I liked Black Panther. Okay. I think that's the best black superhero movie. Mm. But, mm. um, you know, I, I want to say I don't know if I like how it ended. Mm. I don't think it had a strong finish. Me neither. I agree with you on that. I think you need a better, stronger ending. Stronger ending. But, okay, Star Wars. The last few Star Wars. Trash? Um, mm. I like the Star Wars mm. movies. Um, I, I did not... I came to Star Wars a little late. I okay. wanted to see what all the hype was about. Ah. Finally sat down and watched the story. I think Star Wars has a story. Yes. It has, that's what drives it, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the story is so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter anything else the cinematography or anything like that doesn't matter as long as you get the, the the cinematography right and you get the story right right when you're writing how do you how do you you like to you want are you really into like making somebody the characters very pronounced speak well a lot of verbiage or you just very like like things like in a plain kind of way Okay, so I'm like a Quentin Tarantino guy ah uh, okay okay, um, okay I like real people uh-huh. you know I don't like Okay, so there used to be like movies and television shows where you can tell a white writer was writing for a black actor <laughs> by his, you know, his lines. That. It was like that. very, you know, cheesy and corny and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like real talk, you know what I'm saying? Right. Just like me and you sitting here talking, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain things that we're going to say and there's certain things we're not going to say just based off of our characters. Right. And um, I like to do that. Actually, when I'm writing, I think about people that I've met or I know for years and I'm like, what would they say in this situation? Mm. And you know, when people are watching my films or, or reading my scripts, they can relate to these characters in some way. Right, right. That's what you have to. I think that's how you lock in an audience. Mm. I think you see, like, I look. I'm, I'm gonna keep it funky with people. I love the Harry Potter stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I love all that kind of shit. Right. But I'm also who believes that the Godfathers are the greatest movies ever made because okay. I love the I love the way it was shot. I love the way the characters were. I love the impact yeah. of what they were saying. Um, it's just that it depends on what you're really into. Like you said, you like real talk, and, and you take a lot of a lot of the work that you're going to be doing. I guess it's going to come from real life experiences to a right. certain extent. Um, you still just you still only do notebooks and stuff like that. Have you ever tried to to do? No, right to, now. Um, mm. If I have something that I need to get out really quickly, I'll mm. I'll do like a notebook. But right. um, I have a, a writing program mm. that actually formats it for you now. Sweet. It still slows me down, right, but right. you know it, it saves time in the long run. Yes. Yes. With the time transfer. is money. Right. Time is money. So yeah. that's good, man. Mm-hmm. That's good. Did you ever um, like think that you want to just go into writing for people and just doing script writing? No. Nah. Not for... for no. Nah. Mm-mm. Never was your thing. I can understand no. that. I've, 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 I've written and directed, like, a couple different movies. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a favorite genre. Mm-hmm. Like, it's however I'm feeling. I like, got you. I can, write a, I can write a scary movie. Right. I can write a, a gangster flick. Mm-hmm. You know, a sci-fi flick. <laughs> I would you love know. to see that, bro. So That would be dope. Yeah. Do you... Do you um, you still go to festivals, music, um, not music festivals, film festivals and stuff like that, or are you just not big on going to those um, or trying to enter stuff into it? There's a lot of politics in mm. film festivals nowadays. Mm. Um, I'm not, you know, opposed to 
entering them, but mm-hmm. I don't just go to them like that. I get what you're saying. You know, so you're not if going. If it's in a community, like yeah. you know, Teaneck, of course, I'll go and support like that. Right. But, um, anything outside of that, I'm not really too big on that. Not going to try back up for the music. Nah, I dig it. I dig it. I mean, I could, but I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta get tickets and go. Mm. Yeah. Where would be the next place that you would like to go to visit? New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to go around the time something's popping. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think you. I think you would like New Orleans, man. Yeah, yeah. I've and never Vegas. been, but from whatever Vegas, you would love. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas is just an amazing place, man. I've been there a few times, and it's just a, it's an amazing feeling to go out there. Um, in this business of creativity, you run into people who are super creative, but are difficult to deal with. Have you ever been around some people that you're just like, yo, I can't deal with you on a, on any kind of scale. It's too much to deal with. Yeah, my cousin. He's actually shooting a film right now, and mm-hmm. I'm the cinematographer on it. <laughs> and he is, I'm sensing a lot of family stuff going on here. Yeah. Like, he is so annoying, but uh, he's also a mentee, and I'm extremely proud of him because he's came such a long way. Right, right, he right. actually, when I was doing my film Devil's Triangle, mm-hmm. He committed to the film so much, he, like, quit his job and everything. Wow. And he also has surpassed me in film equipment and all this stuff, and he's just... Equipment doesn't matter. It's the eye. He just <laughs> dove in. He has a, he has a great eye, uh-huh. you know, and, and his editing skills are up there. Uh-huh. Still rough around the edges, uh-huh. but um, his he's, like, he's got a fire in him, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that it came from me. I love inspiring people and giving them, right? You know, waking their passion up. Like, yes. You can do this too. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. But he's annoying as fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's mad annoying. As most as most relatives are. Most relatives are annoying as hell. But they, it's so difficult to deal with, man. I did, ah, man. <laughs> so so uh, I got a couple questions. So mm-hmm. you dealing with you got family and stuff like that, and now you see a lot of your family getting into the business, mm-hmm. and this is coming. I'm guessing you sparked most of this stuff. Absolutely. How did your parental units, the parents, your parents, how did they feel about? It? Um, they're both you know happy. They're ecstatic. You know, nice. they're waiting for the next be- uh the next the next big step for me. Okay. Basically. Okay. You know what I mean. That's dope. Yeah. I can't believe the guy, like, when you deal with your family and stuff like that, they can be the most annoying people in the world. They can be beyond words. Like, yo, fam, fam, I know I'm related to you, so you can speak to me this way, but if you were another person, (laughs) drop your ass. (laughs) But um, speaking of family and and having that challenge of of family, you have, you're you're a new father. Mm -hmm. How did you meet your lady? How did that come about? Like you said, I'm a wild boy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and this is probably the comments you'll ever see me. Yeah. Um, but I met her on St. Patty's Day. Oh, boy. It was a blurry night, but <laughs> I saw one thing yes. that I wanted. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that's that's that. There you go. And there yeah, you go. I was, I was focused on her. and um, <laughs> Has she helped settle your life a little bit? Absolutely. Oh man! <laughs> you used to see the the amount hit his man's face is squished <laughs> up when he said that. He was like, "Absolutely, bro! You have no idea." <laughs> yeah, man. She uh, she definitely balances me out big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, she's a Capricorn too. Oh, but she's a December Capricorn. Oh, so that uh, no, counts a little bit. She understands my motivation <laughs> and my ambition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's not as like hype as me. She's okay. like you know, okay. she's chill. Yeah. 
And so like, this is yin to your yang, basically. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So she'll so, so be like, she's like, yo, come here, chill out. All right. <laughs> we talking to these people. Don't show your poker face. Right. right. You ever you ever find your emotions get you in trouble? All the time. Okay. Yeah. I've actually I'm learning how to, you know, fall back. You mm. know. Um. So mm -hmm. it's it's helping a lot, especially in the business because I'm very blunt. And I'm like Kanye in a way. I just fly off the top, and then I'm like, "Damn!" You I do mean it strike like that. me as a very blunt person, yo. Like, yeah. I, but it doesn't. It, I don't. I guess it's people going to respect it because you keep the same energy. Mm. But you can also rub some people the wrong way. Absolutely, and people get like very, <laughs> very. Uh, I used to say, "Oh, uh, what's that shit they say?" Oh. Uh, they get uh they get like they feel they get emotional and they get yeah. stingy. Yeah. I've, I'm like that too sometimes. I can get I, I get people the wrong way and I'm like all I did was tell you the truth, bro. Right. I didn't lie to you. I didn't call you some shit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna walk away now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you be. I understand. I can understand. I can relate yeah, to man. a certain extent. Has that has that helped? How's that that ability to be blunt and be upfront helped you? It helps people not walk all over you at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um. Yeah. I get that vibe from you, bro. Like, you don't fucking play that shit. Yeah, nah, because you know what? Mm -hmm. um, been through a lot, a lot of experience, and for some people probably to come along mm -hmm. and tell you, you know, something different, you know, you don't know me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and again, like, coming back to the town mm -hmm. and working with some people, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what they've been through either, but I still respect them Yeah. for what they do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you know you come at me telling me what you think I'm worth or based <laughs> off of you know the last time you saw me yeah it's going to be a problem yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah, yeah. at first you know i talk nice and mm -hmm. then when that doesn't get across mm -hmm. the the, flood, the flood the floodgates get Start open barking at people yeah man what you mean son you think i'm worth <laughs> this no fam this is what i'm worth <laughs> facts <laughs> it all it all comes down to What's your, what's your level of what you're willing to take? Because everybody has, you have a shit jar. Everyone has a shit jar. And mm -hmm. how much of that shit jar is going to get filled up is what you're going to do before you mm -hmm. kick that motherfucker over on some to somebody and say, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck Word. you. You're cool. Mm -hmm. That's just, that half-baked shit is real, man. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a time where you were at that half-baked moment and you were on, you were, you were live and you were on set kind of situation? You're just like, you know what? I'm done with you motherfuckers. Um, when I go in director mode, mm-hmm. I don't like me. Um, it's like, you know, we got to get this done. You guys are clowning. Mm -hmm. And that's the, one of the reasons why I stopped um, the romantic comedy in Pennsylvania. Mm. Everybody's like, why? But why? No, we got to do this. I'm like, it's over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like that when I'm on shoots. When I'm shooting, I want things done. Yeah. I can be fun and laugh and joke, right. but let's get this fucking done. Right. I've been, on, I've been on shoots, like I said before, with, you know, professionals. Mm -hmm. And I've seen how it's done. People get chopped down, you know. In those, in those, on, on that level too, in oh. front of everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's like, happened to me before. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I know exactly what you're saying. It's yeah, not, no, I, it's, I, it's not fun. It's not yeah. fun. So I mean, yeah, I've been, I've been fired too. Mm -hmm. um, working on a reality show, actually. Mm. I didn't set up. I guess I didn't replace some batteries or something like that. I was doing audio Ooh. on a Martha Stewart. Um, mm. Uh, she she had a show, uh, Martha Stewart Apprentice. Okay, okay. And um, I had this awesome opportunity. I was interning. I wasn't getting paid, but I was mm -hmm. interning. Mm -hmm. I had to like you know switch out the batteries on the on mm -hmm. the mics and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Might have missed a few. Came back, you know they ripped me apart. <laughs> I didn't come back to set. But yeah, yeah, but you know going through those experiences, it's like okay, 
now you're, you're, you're working with amateurs, and it's like, okay, you talk to them nicely, they don't respect that, and then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, director mode. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa. Yeah, they, they're not. They, they, just a minute ago, you were giving pounds and we were taking shots together. Exactly. That's cool, but this is business. Exactly. You got to do the job. Yep. How did you... How did you navigate doing sending out contracts and stuff like that, doing business on that kind of scale? How was that for you? When I'm um, employing actors or mm-hmm. um, the paperwork of the business? You know, um, being on you know production sets, you see a lot of paperwork and stuff like that, stuff that you have to sign too. Mm-hmm. So you know, NDAs and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, you just go on the internet and find you know stuff, and you real rearrange the verbiage mm-hmm. that, that fits your, your what you're doing right and you know they sign up and that's that did you ever think that you would 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 be like I'm gonna outsource some of this stuff and take care of some of this stuff cause you would just like I am just wanna create stuff I don't feel like dealing with taxes I don't feel like dealing with people and shit like that no that's good no. that's good I meet a lot of creators who are like they want to do that like immediately Outso- I'm not, I don't know if I'm completely following you. Outsource like how? Like like pay somebody else to do the shit. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. no, I enjoy, especially if I'm working, like say like if you wanted me to come to and shoot one of your podcasts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate and, that. Um, it might I, happen very soon. <laughs> I, I, w- I enjoy, you know, especially doing it for somebody that I know. Yeah. You know, putting a little extra, you know, uh, spice on it and mm-hmm. making it really, like I've done some parties that were dead, bro. And <laughs> I can make that joint look popping. That's all that I call, I caught up to a couple times. I saw some of your videos, and okay. I was just like, "Shot that? Okay, good. Yeah. This guy, because you can really shoot. That's the reason why I always say like, there's a lot of people who who say they can do something, mm-hmm. and until you see them get their metal tested, yeah, nah, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just that you have so many people. Do you find that the the access to to equipment, the access to knowledge, has put this place out, has put a lot of people into the business who really aren't prepared? And you see a lot of shit work, and you just well, you're trying to hold your tongue, but bro, your shit, this is shit, this is shit work. Yeah, I see a lot of both actually. I see, um, yeah, I see a lot of both. Um, you know, people nowadays, like I said, learn off of YouTube, and I had to like go to school and pay a lot of money to to perfect my craft. Right. And you know, it's it's you know, I'm not knocking those people or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just wish that that was around when I was doing it because I have a gift. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's yeah. not something that. You know, I have to learn or work on it. Just, I just, you know, in school taught me the standard way of doing things. You know what mm. I'm saying? How to, you know, work in the industry. Right. But as far as telling a story with a camera stuff like that, that just comes naturally to me. Um, see, yeah, yeah. see how easy you just said that right there? It just comes natural. It me. does. It's, you know, <laughs> I could tell a story, you know. Are you, do you like documentary films a lot? I do. Mm-hmm. Um, documentaries are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I watched a documentary. Like my some of my favorite like camera work and film work was a lot of Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain, okay. I should say, a lot of the stuff they did on CNN. I saw some of my favorite stuff right there, especially when he went to uh, he went to Southern Italy okay. and he shot there. It was gorgeous. Just the cinematography, the way it was shot, the coloring, and everything else. Um, what are some of your favorite cameras you ever shot on? Um, We're getting nerdy right now. It's yeah, okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, I like the red. The red? Yeah, I like the red. The red is an amazing thing. It's I I was scared as shit when I touched one. <laughs> yeah. It's a little intimidating. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing exactly. Let me just twist it. Okay. 
okay. <laughs> yeah, it's intimidating, but once you get going, it's you know you fall in love with it. Yes, yes. How do you feel about Sony? Because they're the new thing. They're the new it thing. They're the new it thing, man. They just got because that's the A7 III. Mm-hmm. It's just everyone is using it now. I see. I've been to a couple of shoots and I've seen that shit out there like that. You I know, like Nikon personally, but that's just go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, I feel like everybody's around the same level, mm-hmm. you know, with the quality. It's just who's behind the camera at this point. Right. You know what I mean? It's about your creative eye more than yeah. anything else. Equipment, equipment aside, if you got a good mm-hmm. creative eye, you can do anything. Quality is right. You know, today is like, <laughs> you know, it's it's what it's what you know. Mm. Uh, industry people probably wish they had, you know, back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like film cameras and all the work that you had to do just to get, you know, the film camera going. Deep. You know, when I went to school, we were still chopping film up stuff. Right. You know? Yeah, that's that's real. That's fucking real. So it's 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 such a different time. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I remember shooting videos on a, the original Sprint phone that flipped up <laughs> <laughs> and it had a little camera on it. Yeah. So I totally get what you're saying. Um, now that you're a dad and you're pretty much settled with your lady and everything and you got your business going down, what kind of things for you are you really looking forward to doing now that you're in this space in life? I want to turn my daughter on to filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to do that with my niece mm-hmm. for a short period of time. It really gives kids a confidence like none other. Yeah. My girlfriend's niece, <laughs> they're making YouTube videos and they just, they, they got their little phones and everything yeah. and they do. And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. They have this thing called Musically. I didn't know if you ever heard of it. Like, yeah, I've heard of it. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is what the new generation's all about. Like, yeah. they just want to make, they want to make videos and they just want to hang out and play music and dance. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be sitting there like, yeah, why don't you, you guys don't want to go to the park and play basketball? Like, nope. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Whatever you, he wants to play video games all day. He don't want to go to the park and play ball with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. Um, generationals change. So, and you, and you want to make sure that your daughter is well versed in that life. Yeah. That's, that's life. Business wise, what do you see coming for yourself now? Um, I'm not doing the amateur thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, with Devil's Triangle, I opened up in theaters in New York and mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Well, in Teaneck, Cedar Lane Cinemas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done that. I've done that out of college. I've done that, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm done with all that. Um, mm-hmm. The next level is going straight to the source. Right. I'm targeting. I have a few people that I'm targeting already mm-hmm. um, and that are, are waiting for this project um, to be completed. And, um, yeah, I'm shooting for Netflix or, you know. How do, you feel, how do you feel about Netflix? Before we go any further. I love Netflix, man. Netflix um, mm-hmm. gives opportunities to a lot of people that get shut out of the industry. Mm. You know, it's the new indie wave. Nice. And, you know, they're winning. Yeah, <laughs> they're winning. Would you ever shoot a uh, comedy special for some of the comedian uh, comedian homies around the way and everything else? Would you ever do that? Absolutely. That would be dope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I love working with, you know, the fam. Um you could tell when I'm working with somebody that I know versus somebody that I don't because mm-hmm. I'll put the extra, you know, effort in to uh, make it look super dope. There's some people I, I, I definitely need to holler at about that who need, who need who need to do that, but I don't know if they I don't know if they want to do it or what they want to really do. Right. But I That's think important. They, they, know. They, I think they uh, they need to understand that they should do it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, in this business, 
you always figure out, you know, your direction, your lanes, and everything else. What kind of what kind of like information would you give somebody at this stage? Like somebody who's just starting out right now. Um, somebody just starting out right now. You know, I would just try to gain as much, you know, knowledge as possible, and that's yeah. by being hands on with yeah. the equipment and mm. you know just putting stuff out there getting feedback and not feeling a sort of a certain way about criticisms you know uh, when I was in college um, you know I had a vision I wanted to do it my way and you know that wouldn't always work out the you know to be the best way in the end right and I had a, a professor that said you know you should you should include other people's ideas and their criticisms and mm. ever since I started doing that it, it's endless where you can go with a project like mm. it's like oh my god like I can you know piggyback off of that idea and I, you know it ends up being something that so being open minded to other people's criticisms is important super important, important right it, it usually gets in a way if, if, if you're not you know yeah. what I mean I think there's a lot of your potential in this business very much so I think that uh, artists are very protective of your work right I have had enormous issues having separation anxiety for giving away photos like mm. I don't want you to put a filter over it when you post it I don't want right. you to leave it the way it is because it's, it's my you know but yeah. you, you have to realize once you give it away you, did you ever have that anxiety like that feeling like oh my god yeah I hate it when people post my videos with the wrong dimensions <laughs> it's like dude you're cutting out like half of the, yeah. the video yeah. when you do that yeah. like figure it out <laughs> Like I give you this parameter, just work with the parameter, right. man. Um, this business, it, it, I, lo I love the fact that you're open and honest about shit, man. Absolutely, it's been, it's been a real. This has been a really great conversation because you've been honest about a lot of stuff, Absolutely. man. I appreciate you coming on my show and being appreciate honest about shit. Me, yeah, man. Yeah. Like I said, you were on the original list, bro. So it's coming, regardless, man. No and I want you to um, know that you got respect here. And if you ever need a cameraman, you holler at me. Um, and it. No. <laughs> It is. Is anything you want to tell the people, man? Before we get up out of here, man. Um. Yeah, man. Um. Mm -hmm. Everybody that um, feels the same way Brian does, <laughs> the feeling is mutual. Dang. And uh, I got a lot of love and respect for you guys, mm -hmm. for the community. Uh, we grew up in a, in a magical town. Yeah, man. And I'm glad to be back. Yeah, man. And I just want you guys to to understand that this man, he lives and breathes his craft. And in this day and age where everybody wants to say they're somebody, this man is legitly somebody because he really has made his own lane. And I want y'all to understand how much you guys got to respect somebody who, who believes and breathes his craft as a photographer and someone who understands my craft. I appreciate that shit. Word. Now, where can they find you, bro? Because they need to find you. Okay. I don't really do Facebook anymore, so... yeah. Instagram is is my wave. Um, mm -hmm. Quizflix, that's Q-W-I-Z. Yes. F-L-I-X. Mm -hmm. That's it. All right. And is there anything that you want to say, shout out to anybody else before we get out of here? Because you can hear we're in a Panera Bread and the baby's already crying <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, you know, shout out to my, my, my girl, uh -huh. um, the Polish princess, mm -hmm. and my, uh, my baby girl, Aria, uh -huh. and uh, the home team. Yes. I want to say shout out to everybody who's been supporting, and um, I want to say shout out to you for coming on the show. No doubt. And That's first and foremost, um, thank you guys for the support for last week's show. Shout out to Jazz. Shout out to Billy. Word. Shout out to everybody prior to them. I'm, it's got so many people, man. Just I want to say just say shout out to everybody, man. Thank you for the support. 
guys have been great. Things have been going. And don't worry, in the new year, we got even more shit coming. But that's for then. All right, y'all. Take care.